From the beautiful city of Hollywood, we bring you Film Forward, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. Hey, hey, welcome to Film Forward, everybody, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. And we have got a Gimme Three episode for you all today. And our theme is this year's LADFF lineup. Very exciting. But before we get into it, if you like what you hear today, please subscribe to Film Forward on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from for weekly episodes. We do themed Gimme Three episodes like we're doing today. We interview filmmakers with new releases hitting theaters. And of course, right now we're doing our episodes interviewing LADFF filmmakers. So like, subscribe, comment on Film Forward. We've got plenty coming up, plenty in our archives as well. As I mentioned, though, we're speaking about LADFF today, and we are just three days away from our first in-person screening in over a year, July 29th, best summer ever, a great musical rom-com. We're going to be at the Lemley Town Center in Encino. And then from August 1st through August 14th, our online festival will be running exclusively at LADFF.com. So many amazing films to check out. And today, we're going to help you unpack our amazing lineup. And helping me out with this is our LADFF festival director and my soon-to-be wife, Sonia Maru. <laughs> Hi, good to be here, future husband. Yeah, now the pressure's on. Now you can't. Now you can't split because we're on record here. <laughs> well, that and all the money. That and all the money. Bad. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't wait to marry you. It's going to be amazing. But LADFF is first, and it will be just as amazing. It will be amazing. Both, in my humble opinion, both events will be amazing. But today. Our focus will be on the amazing films that LADFF has to offer. So let's just get into it here. Give me three films from LADFF 2021. Sonia, we're going to start with you. What is your first pick? I guess I should start by saying that it was really difficult to pick only three because I think that we could spend an episode talking about every single movie <laughs> yeah. that's screening that's because sure. we're a small and very selective festival and every single thing is really great and worth watching. But I chose these specific three for reasons, which I will elaborate on as we go. And the first one is Tom. It's a short film directed by an LADFF alumni, Nora Nisari. She directed a film called Waterfalls that was in the 2019 festival. Mm -hmm. And I picked this film because we had actually not been able to screen it last year and are now screening it, you know, a year later. And I've just been really excited about this movie for over a year. <laughs> and I just can't wait to share it with our audiences finally after all this week. Yeah, Tom, it's uh, an incredible film. I don't want to give too much away about it because the plot kind of takes you right into the whole experience. And I think it should be kind of seen, you know, with as fresh eyes as possible. The only thing I will say about it, it is a very visceral experience. It will have you on the edge of your seat. And the performance by the lead actor, Jillian Wynn, is just, it's really, really a powerful performance. This is a powerful film. And yeah, I'm excited. As you mentioned, we've been waiting to screen this for a year and uh, very happy that we're finally able to do so and get it in front of, you know, our LA audience. 
Yeah, absolutely. And agreed. Unlike some movies where you could give a log line and it wouldn't give too much away. I don't want to give much away about this film other than I will say it is a single shot film that takes place in one location. It's very suspenseful. It's very beautifully shot, but also a disturbing film based on its content. The the more left unsaid, the better for this one. I think it's just something that should be experienced and not talked about. So Tom by Nora Niasari. It will be available at LADFF.com from August 5th through August 9th. And you can see it in the shorts block called On Her Mark, which highlights incredible female performances. And we should also mention that it is nominated for the Jury Awards for Best Director and Best Performance. In case you needed another reason to check it out, there you go. It's nominated for two awards by our esteemed jury. Okay, my first pick is going to be a film called Feeling Through, which is directed by Doug Rowland. This is a great movie. It actually happened to be nominated for an Academy Award, you know, amongst its LADFF nominations. It was nominated for an Academy Award as well. So definitely worth checking out. The film follows, I think he's like a teen, like early 20s, late, late, young man, a young man. His name's Tariq. And he's wandering the streets of New York. He's desperate to find a place to crash when he happens upon this man, Artie, who's a deaf blind man, and he's in need of some help trying to get home. So Tariq, he's a man without a home, with his own problems. He has to decide if he wants to take this on. The two men, they go on a journey. I just love the storytelling in this film. The way that the two men communicate in this film is obviously something that we don't see in movies very often. So finding that way to like communicate with each other and still deliver like all of this character development and within a short runtime is really, really impressive and succinct storytelling, but it doesn't feel rushed at all. It's really, really amazing what Doug Rowland does here. And I also want to mention that Robert Tarango, who plays Artie, is a real life deaf blind actor. And this is the first film to star a deafblind actor. So we're you know, very excited and honored to be screening this film. Not just for that reason, it's, it's a great film in general, but that statistic is, is pretty amazing. And, and we're super happy for Robert. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a huge honor to be screening a film that was also nominated for an Oscar. And it's a huge honor to be screening this particular film just because, like you said, it's incredibly well-made and really moving. I just actually rewatched the block that it's in. And I think I cried at every movie in this block, (laughs) but in a good way. It's part of our Inspire block. So I wouldn't say it's a particularly sad block, but it is very, just very moving and very touching. And yeah, I agree that when you think about a film where these two main characters, basically two main characters on the streets of New York for, you know, a, a night or about a few hours, that they have these like really big barriers in their communication. And I think that that could be really hard to execute from a filmmaking standpoint. Like, do you want to see people writing stuff down and see somebody else read it and then, you know, respond? It could feel very clunky, but it doesn't at all. You really feel like you're in that world and you want to also learn how to communicate with someone that has, you know, no sight or hearing and has to find other ways to communicate. It also made me think about how I wish I had more opportunities to communicate with people using other methodology and other modes Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, it's something that 
is very possible, but we just don't have the opportunities to do it in a lot of life because we're kind of kept with our community, (laughs) our sighted, hearing (laughs) community. Right. Feeling Through, it's an incredible film, incredibly well shot, incredibly well directed and performed, and it will be available at LADFF.com from August 1st through August 5th, and you can see it in the shorts block called See Us. And this film also nominated for two jury awards. It's nominated for Best Short Film and for Stephen Prescott's Best Performance. So check that out. Sonia, your second pick. All right. My second pick is a documentary that's actually part of a series, but we're only screening this portion of it. And it's called Perspective Shift Through Stevenson. And it's a documentary about this incredibly gifted, prolific, genius artist named Prue Stevenson, who's a young woman who lives in Australia. And she has autism, specifically Asperger's, as she learns during the film and discusses the differences and similarities between those two things. But it basically explores the way that, A, her Asperger's does not limit her ability to live a great life, to make amazing art, to be in love, to do all of the things that all of us strive to do. But it also talks about how she believes that her Asperger's is actually a benefit and that instead of putting people in categories and phrasing it as ways that there are limitations to be overcome or to be cured, she talks about embracing neurodiversity in general, that every single human being is neurologically diverse from Mm -hmm. one another and, you know, exploring the ways that that makes the world better, makes each person unique and gifted in their own way. And it's just a beautifully shot film. Her art is incredible. She is a captivating person to look at and to listen to. And you just really enjoy like going on her journey and learning about her childhood and, you know, all the things that took her into this career as a professional artist now that she's an adult. Yeah, this is a really uh, amazing film and Prue just is like amazing person. <laughs> it's, uh, mm-hmm. When I watched this film, I was inspired to like curate a block around it, which is what we've done here. It's the block that it plays with is called Outside the Lines. And it's all about artists in general, you know, different kinds of artists, avant-garde artists. And it just explores art in different ways and how different artists approach their craft. And Prue herself is like very versatile in in her artwork. She does like so many different kinds of things. So it's fun to kind of like see her different kinds of artwork and see how she went from like medium to medium. It's very, very refreshing. She's like full of knowledge, full of insight and just is just seems like really cool. I remember after I watched it, like that night, I was like, I kind of miss Prue. I want to watch like another <laughs> documentary about Prue or I want to see like more about her work because like, you know, it's a short documentary, but you really feel like you get to know this person. And I missed her when it was over. Yeah, I totally agree. I was, I immediately like Googled her and I was like, is she going to have a show in California? Yeah. <laughs> like wanted to know more. I guess actually, technically, I think she's still in school. I think she's actually in graduate school, but obviously is a professional Mm. working artist. And I'm sure will continue to be after she finishes, officially finishes school. Another thing I think is worth noting, and this is something that we're really excited about this year, is that 
perspective shift and feeling through are both films that were submitted to us with video, audio, video narration or audio description, which is something that enables people who are blind to visualize a film as opposed to only hearing, you know, the score and dialogue and sound effects that are naturally part of the film. Mm -hmm. And that ties into something that we're trying to do this year, which is to increase, continue to increase the accessibility of our screenings. And we're working with a really cool organization called Audio Eyes to increase our accessibility, which we'll hopefully be doing more and more of as time goes on. Yeah, huge thanks to Audio Eyes. They're helping us get a good chunk of our films with audio description this year. And our plan is to you know do it more and more each year and perspective shift specifically 100% you can see with audio description. And it is a great documentary. And Prue, if you're listening to this, we love you, sister. <laughs> so happy to have your movie in our festival. And you all at home can see that August 1st through August 5th, as I mentioned, is part of the shorts block called Outside the Lines. Okay. Yeah, what's your second pick, Nick? I can't wait. Oh, my second pick is called Not That Kind of Guy. Ooh. And it's directed by... Sarah Alatasi. I hope I said her name right. I apologize, Sarah, if I didn't. The film, it follows Lito, who's a transgender and gay young man living in industrial suburb of Tours in France. And it just kind of follows his life. And he's like, the first half of his film, you're seeing what he's going through. And he's kind of like stuck in between like a boring day job at the local movie theater. He's having feelingless sex through dating apps. And then he's also dealing with these extremely hostile, homophobic, transphobic neighbors who seemingly just live to screw with this poor person. But Leto finds a crush and through all the drama of his life, he tries to work up the courage to pursue that. And it's just got this very French stylish grit to it, but it's also got a lot of heart. The film's very sweet and Sarah Alatasi, the filmmaker, she's just got this visual language that jumps off of the screen. She makes very strong, bold choices, and they all work. She's got a very defined style. The film just oozes with creativity. And this was like collectively all the judges who watched this like raved about this film this year. It was like one of the most popular rated films we've like ever had at LADFF. People really loved it. And I really love it. And I can't wait to see what she's got next because this is uh, some special stuff we got here. Yeah, it's super stylish while still feeling very like real, you know, emotionally Mm -hmm. connected and grounded. But yeah, super stylish, like the, you know, bullies, as you could call them, that live outside of his building. It's almost like they could be a gang from the movie The Warriors, you know, they're very stylized in a cool way. It's funny, you mentioned that the main character is trans, but I actually don't know if you're supposed to know that for like the first half of the film. I think unless I, you know, missed a cue, I think that was one of the layers of the film that I loved was that you make an Mm -hmm. assumption that the main character is being, you know, harassed and that he has issues with identity and self-esteem and it's caused by him being a homosexual. And then it wasn't until about halfway through the film 
that I realized that he was actually trans and that that was maybe even more of a contributing factor to why people were messing with him and why he felt kind of conflicted and lost and was trying to find that connection with his love interest. But either way, whether you know it or not, still excellent. Yeah. For sure. It's a great movie. The performances are really great. All the characters are like very colorful. The film's very colorful. And this film, again, nominated for Best Short Film, Best Director, and Best Performance. So you're definitely going to want to check this one out. And it is available from August 5th through August 9th. And it's part of the shorts block called A Many Splendored Thing. So definitely check that out. Not That Kind of Guy by Sarah Alatasi. We're going to take a quick break, everybody. When we return, Sonia and I are going to give our final picks for our Gimme 3 from LADFF 2021. The Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival is back. And for the first time ever, the festival will include both in-person and online screenings. Three in-person screenings will be held over three Thursdays starting July 29th with the musical rom-com Best Summer Ever held at the Lemley Town Center in Encino. August 5th, we're back in Encino for the theatrical premiere of the gripping documentary In the Dark of the Valley. And on August 12th, you'll be able to see the award-winning short films selected by our esteemed jury at the Lemley NoHo 7 in North Hollywood. Our online festival will be available at ladff.com from August 1st through 14th, with new films premiering every five days. Tickets for both in-person and online screenings are available right now at ladff.com. Use the promo code FORWARD for 10% off. We are so excited to see you all back at the movies. Join us for the 8th Annual Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. All right, welcome back to Film Forward, everybody. We are doing a Gimme 3 episode today. Gimme 3 picks from LADFF 2021. We've got festival director Sonia Maru helping us out with this. And so far, Sonia has recommended... Tom and Perspective Shift. So far, I have recommended Feeling Through and Not That Kind of Guy. And Sonia, it is time for your third and final pick. I know it's difficult. We could probably do all the movies from this year's lineup for hours. But for the sake of this episode, you've got one more pick. And that pick is? That pick is The Honeymakers. It's by Jennifer Soldatik. And it's a film that is a period piece. It takes place in 1984 in London. And it all takes place inside of a small grocery slash convenience store. And there's a couple who are Indian immigrants from Uganda who own this store. And they have two huge problems. One, there's a big beehive in their backyard of their store, and they want to get rid of these bees. And in the front of their store are a bunch of skinhead neo-Nazis that are constantly threatening them and coming in the store and, you know, stealing or otherwise intimidating the shop owners. So what I really loved is that, you know, they kind of set it up like the problem is these bees that are in (laughs) the backyard. And you're like, oh man, what are they going to do about these bees? And then the film reveals 
the real problem, which is racism and intimidation and fear that's coming from these skinheads. But it's a really beautiful film. I just really always love bees in movies, as you know. <laughs> I just really yeah. love when bees are in movies. I don't know why. But I didn't really like the bee movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this movie's awesome. There's a lot of symbolism, obviously, as you can kind of gather, you know, from the plot description that Sonia gave. And it's like none of the symbolism is like too on the nose, but it's like there for the message that is like very poignant and very real to be. It's just like really well executed. The performances in this movie, particularly of the husband that owns this shop, is like really, really good. It's, it's a pretty shattering performance. Mm-hmm. I was seriously at the edge of my seat. I might have even been yelling at the TV when I was watching it. (laughs) It's another film that it takes place in one location in, you know, more or less real time or the feeling of real time. And it's just, you know, so tense and gripping from the very beginning. And you can't look away and you're just hoping that these people who you don't really know anything about, you know, this couple other than they seem like a nice couple that owns this store, but you just are praying and dying for them to be okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, which is such a feat to do in a short film. 100%. Yeah. The Honeymakers will be available at LADFF.com from August 9th through August 14th. You can see it in the shorts block called The Clash. And my final pick is also in the shorts block called The Clash. And that is Little Brother, which is directed by Dikega Hadnot. And this film is bananas in the best way possible. It is super kind of surrealist, very stylish, has a sharp, biting message. The film follows Keith, who is a white elementary school teacher And he goes to South L.A. to investigate the home life of his gifted student, Lamont. And when he meets the boy's grandmother, it kind of starts out as like a polite little chat about Lamont's frequent absences from school. But then the convo goes increasingly hostile. And I'm going to stop giving away the plot right there because at this point, the movie takes some unexpected turns that I think must be experienced for yourself. But it is a lot of fun. The film definitely has like some Tarantino vibes in like the way the dialogue is delivered and the way that music is introduced and played with in the film. I also kind of related to this movie a little bit, just like being a minority and like traveling out of my neighborhood to like go to a school that was like more predominantly white, had a more predominantly white student body. So there was like elements of it that I related to, but it's done in a very like stylish, avant-garde, creative way that sets the message kind of above the small world that the film lives in. Again, this was another film that was just really, really, really highly rated by our judges and like pretty much uniformly loved by all the judges and jury that were a part of LADFF this year. Yeah, I mean, and I totally see why it's incredibly fun to look at and to watch, even though it does get a little dark, but nothing, you know, nothing that you can't handle. Their performances are really great. You know, I think the the grandma is probably the standout, but you know, there's five people in the cast and they're all really, really good. 
it's funny because I used to be a teacher who dealt with a lot of kids that had trouble, including like attendance issues and stuff. So I was very much in the shoes of the teacher when the movie right. started. And even pretty far into it, I was like, yeah, I mean, this kid should be going to school. <laughs> All kids should be going to school. But then they really get into, in a non-preachy way, they deal with cultural issues that you know maybe your average white teacher isn't going to understand about their student, mm-hmm. what their home life is like. And you know, I just also really seeing that the white teacher deal with his like white guilt (laughs) in such a direct way was really fun. (laughs) Really fun. Yeah. Like I said, the whole festival is great. I do especially really like the clash block. (laughs) Yeah. The clash block is fun. It has a lot of tension in it. A lot of tension. The whole block, the films touch on different kinds of culture clashes that are going on, as you can tell from these two picks. And there's four other great shorts in there as well. So that's a really fun block. But as Sonia mentioned, you really can't go wrong this year. Three different sections, August 1st through August 5th, August 5th through August 9th. August 9th through August 14th, Inspire, Embrace, Empower. Those are the three blocks, and each block has three different shorts programs in it. So check them all out. You can buy an all-access pass to see them all at LADFF.com. You can also buy an exclusive VIP pass that will get you all access to the online screenings and tickets to our three in-person screenings this year, which are July 29th, August 5th, and August 12th. There's so much to check out. So just go to LADFF.com and you're going to learn all about it. You can get your tickets there. You can see our full festival lineup there this year, LADFF.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at LA Diversity Film Fest. Those are six great movies to get you started. But like I said, they're all incredible. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be interviewing filmmakers from this year's LADFF class. We've already interviewed a few filmmakers from this year's LADFF class. So stay up to date with Film Forward. Sonia, thank you for helping me with this epic task of only picking three out of the amazing lineup that we have. (laughs) It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And everybody, thank you all for listening to Film Forward. We'll see you at LADFF this year. We missed you. We're happy to be back. Get your tickets now at LADFF.com. Thank you all for listening to Film Forward. Our recording engineer and mixer is Anselm Kennedy. The podcast is produced by Anselm, Sonia Maru, and yours truly. Thanks for joining us on Film Forward, and you'll hear us next time.